This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 315 for the week of Wednesday, the 14th of March, 2018. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Eddie. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. And for tonight, in our toy breakdown, we take a look at Hasbro's Marvel Legends Black Panther Okoye Build-A-Figure Wave. Hello there, Eddie from the future, just chiming in to say that when we recorded this episode, uh, certain news about Toys R Us hadn't happened as of yet, so if some of this conversation seems a little dated, uh, that's the reason why. Uh, Back to you, Ben. Hello! Hi. Hello. What? Wait, where am I? Who is this? Hello? (laughs) What? New phone. Oh, we're back. (laughs) Let's go back. (laughs) It's uh, it's nice to be back, and I'm feeling better. Except I've passed on my lurgy to Eddie. Eddie, how are you feeling? Um, I'm okay now. It was the rest of the week that I was a bit of sicky, which is weird. I normally don't get sick. I'm normally a perfect specimen of health, and yeah, this week I was a bit coffee. It was not not good. Well, yeah, good on you. Yeah, is that? Uh, do you think it's like being in the close proximity of? You know, all the people at work that's sick, or did you just have a bad diet week and let down the immune system? I, I got no idea what, what caused it. If I did, I'd be correcting it this week for sure. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, I was not too happy. It sort of killed a very long streak of not being sick for me. Good on you. Good on you. Did you, did you, did you say anything, like make some kind of boastful comment about <laughs> not having been sick for a really long time? Because that will do it for sure. Mm. I might have, but, you know, who listens to yeah, this anyway? that's it. That's it. <laughs> did you do anything toy-related to cheer yourself up? I, I did. I have started to suffer from uh, FOMO with the new Avengers Infinity War. And, oh, and, no. and you know, <laughs> in a bit more seriousness, quite sadly, obviously, all the news about Toys <laughs> R Us um, coming mm. in, I have started to have uh, anxiety about all the Toys R Us exclusives that are coming out. And we recently had the Vision and Scarlet Witch 2-pack hit, and I was You were freaking nervous. out about that, man. Yeah, because I, I was kind of like, yeah. well, i gotta, I, I got to get that now while I can still get that. And yeah. <laughs> every, every time I posted that I'd found anything... Hey, like, hey, sorry not to be a pest, but there wasn't any Scarlet Wish was there, was there? Which was fine when I was posting like my toy finds and things, but then I posted like, you know, here's some lovely flowers I bought for my wife, and yeah. it's like, hey, there wasn't any Scarlet Wish there, was there? Here's my kids first yeah. day back at school this week. Yeah, that's that's great, but when you're dropping them off, did you happen to see anything? Yeah, um. it was like that Dave Chappelle meme. You you guys ain't got any more than Scarlet Witch. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> But I'm happy to say within 24 hours of them being found in Australia, I had a set and actually got it fairly good. It turns out I had a ton of points on my Toys R Us VIP card 
and so I got it for like sixty bucks, which was nice. Sweet, sweet. I just like to have a big shout out to all those people that didn't buy stuff at Toys R Us because, um, you know, Toys R Us being the ones about to go broke, uh, it's one of the few that we actually do get the exclusives. So you know, I would have felt a lot better if it had been GameStop or Walmart or Walgreens or one of the ones we don't have here. So yeah, thanks for well, nothing. From like you know the kind of little bit of reading I've you know done, I don't know that it was actually just that the um you know chain was like completely underperforming or if there was kind of other mm. politics that you know yeah, at work. Everything uh, I've read is other politics sort of um built up debt debt on a corporate level to do things with sort of buyouts and whatnot. There was huge retail mistakes made. They had some massive online blunders, which really put them behind yeah. once things like Amazon and that came in, not adapting with the video game market. A uh, whole, whole bunch of things that just uh, did not work out in their favours. But yeah, it doesn't seem like it was too much the actual retail and stock end of it all. Mm. Which is funny now because it's interesting these... to see whether. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say it's funny now because I'm obviously we're in a bit of a weird spot here in Australia because our Toys R Us aren't faced with the same difficulties. Yeah. So it's kind of a bit up in the air to see what happens with ours, whether ours will remain. But obviously, a closure of Toys R Us in the states is going to have a level of impact just on the toy industry, which might send through mm. effects. But I've seen. People comment down here, oh, you know, it'd be good if our Toys R Us focused more on the adult collector or things like that. And things that I've seen in the US and UK Toys R Us doing, it's like, well, the stores that did that are the ones that are now facing the bankruptcy. Do we want to follow them? But Toys R Us are pretty widespread. I mean, I've been to Toys R Us in Hong Kong, so uh, I wonder how it affects those other countries as well if if this does, um, you know, if we depends on the ownership so australian toys r us i believe kind of own themselves in a weird way even though they're mm-hmm. technically mm-hmm. owned by the u.s too and i believe it's the same with toys r us in asia uh as far okay. as i know it's only uk and u.s toys r us that are uh facing closure at the moment possibly canada as well i think that's tied in with the u.s one is just north america but uh yeah yeah it's, our, our ones aren't looking to close up soon but obviously anything like that's going to have a huge ripple effect and uh fingers crossed for the australian toys r us employees as well as all toys r us employees across the board Mm. it's interesting to note for our american listeners that like some of the u.s chains um that do exist overseas you know they're it can be that the it's like a giant franchise, but it can also be that it's actually just the kind of name and trademarks that are licensed. Yeah. So Kmart is a good example of that because Kmart, I think, is pretty much dead in the U.S. Like it it's is, yeah. there's it's not, and uh, but it's going strong here, and it's a completely different store. Um, yep. You know, in terms of um, you know what it is, it's just it's just the branding. Um, yep. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But you know, as you said. Whereas if you look at the Australian camera as an example, they are obviously, you know, sourcing um, a lot of stuff from Asia and it's, you know, low cost, you know, pretty decent quality, you know, like your kitchen, basic kitchen stuff or, you know, and then your, you know, cheap clothes, et cetera. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas um, the, the brand name, you know, focus of a chain like Toys R Us 
um, you know, it has a different, uh, what's the word? You know, it depends on some different things. Yes. And so it'll be interesting to see just the ripple effect of that. But, you know, someone else might, if, if someone else may well step in, and it could be an opportunity for another chain uh, to kind of expand a bit and become a bit of a toy specialist. And that, that, well, um, that is yeah. where we are lucky compared to other countries. I mean, we have things like uh, Toy World and Todd's Toys, Toy Kingdom, apparently. There's still yeah. a couple of those out there, Scotty, that I've seen you posting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that – I'm pretty sure that the – yeah, the Toy Kingdom um, near me, uh, I'm pretty sure is actually a Toy World that just hasn't like, – it's <laughs> got to be because they get – it has to be part of the same network because they get the same stuff at the same time. So like when when people say, oh, "Go check your toy world," that's where I go, and it's exactly the same. So I can I just know. hear it say, "Ed, you gotta change the sign <laughs> 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 next week for sure." <laughs> Ten years later, now now brand and it's my star too. <laughs> it's very old. It's uh. it's. Um, it's in the like the Westfield Fountain Gate if you're a Cat and Kim fan. Oh yeah, um, and uh, <laughs> they've expanded greatly since the Cat and Kim days, um, and it's in the new bit, which is you know got to be only about five years old. So mm. it's next to Zing. It's next to our Zing. So it's only it's as old as Zing. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 So what about you, Mister Scotty? What's been happening in your week? What's exciting? What's toy related? Uh, well, you know, exciting is just everyday life here. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, I did something amazing. Um, so anyone that knows me, uh, you know, and my skills and lack thereof knows that handyman is not one of them. Correct. Um, you know, my my beloved, I call, is like, you know, the best husband I've ever had um, because she is way more practical than than me. Um, <laughs> and so when we went into this whole like, – just to give you an example, like we had all these, you know, jobs that we needed to do on the long weekend, and we actually got them done. But a lot of the things, they'd be like, okay, we need to go and do this now. And I'd be like, right, okay, I'm just going to go out there and stand and stare helplessly until you come. And – but – with this whole horse thing, one of the things that we had to do was buy a um, horse float, they call it, uh, and um, and uh, learn how to tow it, reverse with it, load the horse into it, all that bizzo. And for almost an entire calendar year, I managed to avoid having to learn how to do that. <laughs> um, but this coming weekend, uh, my beloved is away and there is a competition on. So last weekend, we had a dry run where my beloved could be with me while I did all the driving, etc. And no one died. Outstanding. And wow. I know. And and I'm, and I don't want to draw any um, you know major conclusions, but my uh, horse riding offspring got one of her best competition results ever. Sweet. Yeah, like it was at a. It was at a, they call it open, so it's not like a you know inter-school thing where it's all school-age children. It's open, which means it's competing against adults. Excellent. And she, um, yeah, got a place and did fantastically and 
whatever at a new jumping height as well, which is absolutely nerve wracking. Um, <laughs> and I can't stand watching it. It's just like, and hilariously, yeah. they're like, "Look, it's going to be fine. She's done a lot of practice. It's going to be great." Right as we, as my wife and I walked over the little hill to go to the arena um, to watch her do this, this girl came off her horse spectacularly mm. right in front of us. <laughs> and I was like, "That's not the height that our kids doing is." And she was like, "Oh, maybe, yeah." <laughs> So, yeah. Uh. Um, so that's good. On the toy-related front, I managed to um, find the uh, Avengers Infinity War wave figures that I wanted, which was just the comic figures, um, relatively painlessly. Um, and on the weekend where they came out at Toys R Us, but no one could buy them because they weren't scanning um, you know, properly. And I happened just happened on the one Toys R Us with people that had brains that were actually prepared to problem solve and do it. And so I watched them while they phoned and got numbers and did things. And I was like, oh, that wasn't too bad. And then I came to Facebook posts of everyone saying, ah, oh, they're there, but they said they're not in the system yet. And I was like, oh, um, I got them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yay me. Um, uh, and. Yeah, and I've got some statues too. That I've got the Tweeterhead um, comic, like classic Robin, um, that goes with the Batman and stuff that I've reviewed. That I need to uh, get into the review cycle soon. What about what about you, Mister Ben? What has been happening in your life and your toy life? Uh, well, I have a little bit of a confession to make, but before that, uh, I have a question to ask that leads into the confession. And uh, how long has the theme music? to the podcast being different. Oh. <laughs> um, ever since we, as, as long as we've had our current set of sponsors, so how long have you been saying brought to you by Loot Crate yeah. and Audible, etc.? Okay, this leads into the confession bit. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't like to put myself on a pedestal, but I, I, maybe I'm kind of like the Robert De Niro of podcasting in the sense that you know how he just acts his scenes and then he moves on and he never actually watches his own films? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> well, mm-hmm. so for, for the last two years, I've been um, project managing uh, a project that is extremely busy with uh, a lot of staff, uh, and I don't have the luxury of listening to my iPod at work anymore. So I don't bother taking it to work. There's no point. I'll never get a chance to do that, you know, work through lunch, the whole, you know, thing. Uh, and consequently, because of three young children, I don't actually get a chance to listen to my iPod uh, at home. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, spending time with my beloved once the uh, tadpoles go to bed, etc. <clears throat> but after the uh, the Christmas break, I went back to work and they said that there's this critical project that is being put together and we want you to take it on. And I went, okay. Um, and I have a whole bunch of staff who don't actually... Uh, report directly to me sounds kind of weird like I've got a technical team who I tell what to do but then they actually have their own boss etc and uh, I found that without any kind of direct reports for the first time in a decade um, I can work from home a lot more and I've started working from home two sometimes three days a week but while I'm working at home uh, I can have music and stuff on and i thought oh i should be listening to the podcast <laughs> and so 
<laughs> I went and I checked my iTunes and went, ooh, there's a lot of episodes sitting there waiting to go onto my iPod. And uh, so I just started listening to a couple at random and uh, and then I, I just started listening to it. And I'm like, what? What 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 the hell is this? What am I listening to? What <laughs> am I being punked? <laughs> it's it's all different. Uh, so yes, it's probably the first time yeah. in two uh, two years that I've actually sat down to listen to an episode from start to finish. So oh. so there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I still do that thing where my iPod is. My, yes, where my iPod is playing and I'm concentrating on the screen and then Scott goes, oh, what do you think, Ben? And I go, huh, what, what, huh, what? oh, wait, what? It's hilarious. <laughs> gets me, gets me every hilarious. time, every time. <laughs> so, yes, that was new. So I listened to a new podcast this week. Oh, excellent. Ours. Ours. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of new people discovering it this week. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Are there? So, yeah, me and Ben dropped a comment on it on it was like a ninja turtles facebook grape group or something and all of a sudden there are all these people going like, wait wait a podcast what's this <laughs> podcast that was, like, wait, i'm gonna go and listen to about this? i'm gonna binge listen <laughs> yeah. to every episode <laughs> yeah there's like five oh or six gosh. people all of a sudden like well, we've i'm sure we've talked about this podcast here before what's but now yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he's probably listened yeah. to more episodes than i have by yeah. now yeah but, he's probably more aware yeah. of the um, new theme song with him. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very had, good um, routine for a long time. Like we used to, we used to drop the show early on Friday morning. So while I was getting ready for work, I'd put it on my iPod and I would listen to the new episode of the podcast every week within about six hours of it going up on iTunes. And so that was my routine for a long time uh, yeah. up until uh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I have to to confess that um, with the just kind of changes to my uh, routine this year, that the light clockwork delivery of the show has become you know not clockworky, um, and I know that I have, you know have heard from a couple of people saying, oh, I used to always really like listening to it on a Friday morning, da, 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 um, with you know Australian time. So apologies, people. It's just kind of one of those like life things. So we've we've gone from this you know like okay, we've got to get a show together this week. Um, make sure we've got something up to like we've got three in the can um that you know they're re- recorded in various stages of production so and eddie and i are going to get back into a, a pattern together of um making sure that you know we're editing and doing it in a more timely fashion and i just haven't had time to properly share some of the the knowledge so with with others so but we'll get there and look you know we love you and we're still making podcasts and we love it that you love us and thank you and if you don't if you don't then (laughs) if you don't you're probably not listening unless you're like a someone who hate listens pod to podcasts well i I think we're doing pretty well you know like 314 and a half that's right i mean we still haven't missed a week recording no so we haven't missed a week recording that means that's right but yeah, I mean, like you know, we're getting on. Like Ben's practically seventy, so. No, oh, I know. I feel it. Yeah. I yeah, feels it, do. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. I do. Like when you, when you're talking to um, some of these young people at work, and you realise you know you make some crack, uh, uh, you know, some movie quote, and half the room laughs and half the room doesn't, and you can see the the age gap straight yeah, exactly. away. <laughs> 
I, and then, just and they're like, "Is that is that a like, movie?" And it's like, "Yes, that's a movie." Yeah. Oh, okay. When when did that come out? And it's like uh, that came out in nineteen ninety two. Oh yeah, I wasn't born yet. It's like, no, of course you were. See, I'm generally got a bit of a rep for being the young one. So when I say this comment that made me feel old, get ready. <laughs> uh, but we had uh, one staff member proclaim that she wished that she was old enough to remember when the Harry Potter films were coming out. Oh, lordy. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. getting yeah. to that point. Yeah. Nice. yeah. I, I, you know, as a manager now, particularly in the kind of tech space, I've just kind of accepted that my role is to manage and also to parent. <laughs> um, and I, it's just like all my little baby humans, you know, they're, they're not really, you know, grown ups yet. They're, they're trying. And, um, and I think I've actually, you know, it's working with middle school kids for a long time before I went into product management um, was actually really good uh, because I, I think adolescents have some of the same traits as like software developers. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> have a little bar yeah. from the office wall. <laughs> oh, it's just, oh, it's so funny. We, uh, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate um, in my last project to actually be working with a very good friend of mine that I'm friends with outside of work as well. So, you know, we, we carry on like clowns a bit. And we had this big brainstorming meeting and there was about 12 of us. And one of the staff was taking the minutes for the meeting. And she's actually from Cambodia. And so her English is, you know, well, better than my Cambodian. Um, and she was taking the minutes and someone said, what's happening was such and such. And my friend just tapped his nose and he said, no need to worry. We've got our top men working on it. And Uh-oh. she actually wrote that into the minutes word for word. Oh, no. And oh, then no. I, I saw it and I just said, did you notice? And he went, <gasps> and so he had to go and apologize. And he said, oh, I was actually... I was being childish. That's actually a quote from, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> She's like, oh, I haven't seen that movie. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. No, oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> actually, we- I've got, I've got a, a good um, match to that. I uh, <laughs> had an issue with, like, our email signatures at work are auto-generated, like, so you don't create your own. It's, like, you know, built, built in. And there was some weird thing with, uh, my title like was kind of showing up in a funny format, and I'd um, copied my manager in to the email to IT saying, "Hey, like, can you just you know fix this and adjust my <laughs> title back to this?" And she <laughs> came on the back of it and said, "Yep, that's fine. And while you're at it, can you change mine to this?" Which was something mildly sarcastic and <laughs> um, moderately obscene. <laughs> and then the lovely. IT guy oh, just no. came back. Thank, thank you so much. These are both done. And she was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> because of the way that um, it works, you can't see your own signature. It doesn't come up. It doesn't email when you go. So then she rang uh, me and she was like, "Holy crap! Can I send you an email so you can see if this is actually true?" And I was like, um, "Yep, it really does say that." And she was like, "Okay, oh, I'm not no. sending emails to anybody. Like, get this fixed." <laughs> Uh, outstanding, outstanding. She she wins this yeah. week. Great story. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. on that note, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some actual toys. If you like listening to podcasts, there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. 
To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of The Silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, welcome to our discussion topic of the week. And if you're one of probably three people in the world that has yet to see the Black Panther film at the movies, then uh, you should probably get out there right now and get it over a billion dollars in box office revenue. Um, I don't know. It was a good film, but I don't know that it's worth 500 million US gross domestic. Anyway. If uh, you've listened to the show any time in the last, well, three hours, you've probably heard us review Marvel Legends before. They're coming out thick and fast. Hasbro seem to be increasing their output exponentially. And here we are again, guys. We're going to talk about the Hasbro Marvel Legends Black Panther wave featuring the Okoye Builder figure. And, yes, I did actually look that up. Is it pronounced with the, um, the pauses? Uh, well, oh, look, it's Okoye. Yeah, we're, you could say it a bit faster, I guess. We're going to be okay. in trouble if we start nitpicking pronunciations because technically, in the comics, Black Panther states at one point that the T in his name is silent, so it's uh, Chala, not Chala. T'Challa. Um, which yeah, is but when never someone... said anywhere, so um, yeah, I, 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 I think being a fictional language, you can go with whatever one suits you the best. Is that the one in comics that doesn't work because it's a word balloon? Yeah. And he says, my name is Charla, and the person says Charla, and he goes, yeah, the T is silent. And so, yeah, well, how do you know the there was Don a T? Because yeah. he wouldn't have pronounced it with a T, so how did the person know to say? To, yes, anyway. Anyway, here we go. So, have we all seen Black Panther? We've all seen the movie? Eddie's seen oh, it yeah. 17 times. One of those times was for work. Just want to... Good work. Good yeah. work. Yeah, excellent. Yep. I all right. asked you um see it again because I... Uh, Saw it without my movie buddy, my um, sixteen-year-old. <laughs> oh no! Oops, seventeen-year-old. Sorry. Oh yep, wow! So I'll be yeah, but I couldn't wait for her to be available. <laughs> well, here we are. Who were, would have thought that we would get a Marvel Legends wave devoted to the Black Panther? Black Panther Amazing. themed. Amazing. A um, couple of interesting choices in this wave. We're going to work through them. We're going to start with uh, a certain uh, king, but uh, not the king of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so six figures in this wave. Build a figure. Uh, we'll get to a bit later. We're going to kick things off with the King of the Inhumans, and we're going to talk about Black Bolt. And uh, Black Bolt seems to be one of those easy slot-in figures. Uh, I think, Eddie, you've talked at length uh, in the past about how the Hasbro uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive sets that uh, we, we get each and every year. Uh, Hasbro have only really guaranteed that one figure out of every set uh, will stay exclusive to that set and that the rest of the figures are actually fair game for future waves. And uh, I think that's the situation we have ourselves in here. Mm. Which makes it interesting because that leaves potentially only Blast Star 
So he might be the one exclusive to that set, unless you count the fact that the Medusa that was released is a different styling, so maybe they can get away with it, and it's just that modern styling Medusa is the exclusive to that set. I guess that would be the next question, wouldn't it, is just how much of the, I guess, you know, what what do we call it, the dressage in terms of, the, you know, the different costumes, can they paint on a different costume and, and you know, claim that, uh, you know, that figure was still exclusive to one of the box sets? Mm. Which can be an interesting discussion with this Black Bolt because he does come up with uh, two heads, one being a new screaming head, uh, where he has sort of the Kirby energy dots uh, emerging out of his prong uh, from his forehead. <laughs> but looking at his regular neutral head, it does appear to be even slightly different from that San Diego set. The prong is uh, slightly bigger, uh, and he doesn't seem to have kind of the bum chin uh, look going. I don't know if this is a moulding thing or if they have done a new head here. Hmm. No, I would I would have thought it was the same head just from uh, looking at it. Can't be can't be sure, um, but I kind of did do a little bit of a side by side and thought that it was pretty similar. It might be kind of, but obviously it's. Uh, a different cast out of the mold, and so that could be something yeah, as well. Yeah, that's what I'm mm. thinking, because I couldn't imagine why you would, because the prong on the head is obviously a separate piece that's glued in, so there's no real common sense why you would sculpt a new head to have almost that exact same yeah. look to it. So I think it's just mold yeah. degradations to sort of change the mold a little bit. <clears throat> mm. So this but is it's the, it's, sorry, it's the screaming it's the screaming head that makes it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 and and I was going to say I think that yeah, a lot of fans do get annoyed when they spend their hard-earned money on these San Diego exclusive sets. We're talking hundreds of dollars uh, to get those, only to find that uh, you know, with each subsequent wave of figures coming out, they they see these exclusive figures being revealed. Um, you know, even to the point where we're still waiting on Gladiator now, um, and that's the four regular mm-hmm. figures who have now seen the light of day. So. Uh, hopefully Hasbro have actually, you know, listened to the fans and, and, and their annoyances, um, you know, haven't fallen on deaf ears. And so, you know, coming up with something as simple as this, you know, open-mouthed head, I don't know why Black Bolt has to scream when they're always going on about how a whisper can, you know, shatter mountains, etc. Anyway, um, look, I think this is a, a great idea. I think this is this is what gets people like me over the line, getting that second head with the Kirby dots. I oh, think, totally. Which yeah. a, a, a a yep. really, really nice homage to to the king. Like I, I would have been happy with just the screaming head, but the fact that they've incorporated those dots and they've they've done what they need to do to tool that and produce it because it's very flexible. It's it's very very plasticky, rubbery kind of thing. So yeah, I, I think it's amazing. And when like the, what you can do then posing wise with that, it's just so dynamic. You know, yeah. yes, uh, the the it's a really uh, a great upgrade, and I, I agree. I think if they're gonna, you know, do these releases, then just a repaint, um, like you know, Enchantress, etc. That's a bit of a ripoff, I reckon. Like, um, and uh, so you know, give us something new, something a bit, a bit different. Yeah. Um, and they have also updated the color scheme too. So is the lighter blue yes. sort of more classic yeah. um, Inhumans look versus the yeah. uh, more name-accurate black suit that he wore in the San Diego set? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Now, this is that smaller male buck, isn't it? The one we see on the likes of Daredevil, uh, etc. Yeah, it's the Bucky Cap one. Uh, he's got yeah. some of the, uh, obviously, the gloves uh, and that there. But uh, obviously, the arm pieces are used, I think, just for Black Bolt figures. The upper arm pieces that have the wings. Oh, which is yes. Yeah. This is that new Hasbro thing where they want to simulate the pirate boots. So instead of actually going through a whole new scope sculpt, they just add the the piece that just sits around the leg or the arm. Uh, no, so these are the his underwings that are for his underpants. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, are, yeah, a, yeah, attached on there, which is a bit of a holdover from that time that the San Diego set was coming out. It's how they handled it. Whereas I feel if they were tooling this new today, you would get sort of like the uh, Spider Woman, where you have those replaceable pieces that would come out and plug in and oh yes, do that. That's that's yeah. the one sort of flaw I find in this figure is there's no way of sort of really having him look good with his arms down by his side. Yeah, look, I, I must confess, I actually sold the Black Bolt that came in the San Diego box set because I actually enjoyed um, the original one that, that came with Nemesis. Really? Nemesis Waves. Yeah, look, yeah. I, I actually like the material that um, they had to simulate these wings and, and for the reasons Eddie just said, the hmm. fact that when you actually folded his arms down, you could actually fold that material in and, and make it look... Because, I mean, the first thing I noticed when I, I put his arms by his sides is he had these weird wings sticking out and it's like, well, they actually shouldn't be there. So they, you know, they should have made them simple and easy to remove so that when you do actually put his arms down, you can just remove them. Otherwise, it looks awkward. So that's really the only downside I find to this figure. Yeah, same reasons that Eddie noted. I just, um, those early Hasbro uh, Legends, that was Hasbro, wasn't it? Not yeah. Toy Biz. Yeah, that was in the was, early days yeah. of Hasbro. This, yeah, th- those early Hasbro male bucks are just so tiny i think they're they're just under Mm. undersized and i and i kind of didn't like the those fabric uh i was happy to get rid of that black belt but i have uh sold or at least he's in my two cell box my san diego Mm. as well because this is you know my black belt and again it's the it's the screaming head that 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 does it um so awesome and i also love the fact that Inside his mouth, they have painted blue. Um, I mean, it does. It looks does look a little bit like he's been, you know, chewing blueberry bubble gum or something. But <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, mm. see, I'm the completest, and I still have all my black bolts. <laughs> there you go. So three different, uh, three different situations with black bolt. So, all right. Well, he comes with uh, uh, a part of the Okoye. Um, which you know, another one of these kind of s- small female builder figures, which I think is actually pretty remarkable, given that we got uh, Mantis, etc. So it's you know nice to see that Hasbro are, are willing to sort of anchor these waves with a, a female builder figure, which is really really cool. Sort of hot on the heels on some of those giant ones like sort of Juggernaut and Sandman, etc. So that's very cool. So we get her right leg. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty boring right, in the box. For the right leg. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. All right. We are going to move on and we're going to talk about uh, uh you know a character that it's so great to finally have an action figure form. I've waited so long for this and yeah, it's Iron Man. Okay, can we we we, we, we got to address something it. here. Uh, because this was, I believe it was uh, one of our listeners, Joel, that raised uh, how much he was looking forward to you uh, (laughs) talking about this character because we get so much. 
Um, I, I, I've got a little footnote I want to add in here. This is actually the first comic book Iron Man uh, main Marvel legend that we have gotten in four years since that Guardians of the Galaxy Space Armor one. True. So it has actually been a while since we have had at retail a yep. comic book Iron Man for people that were after. And if we were going to get a comic book Iron Man at retail, this figure's fantastic. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what way what, was that? Sorry? Uh, the last wave with a comic book Iron Man was the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Space Armor one, that sort of weird-looking one that was a peg warmer. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, got, look, I mean, I... Iron Man, but yeah, comic <clears throat> book, yeah. I actually, um, when I when I found these, where did I find them? At Toys R Us, because you guys bought the whole wave, um, and yes. I, I, only, I only wanted the comic... Um, figures as much as I really, you know, would like a bald Michonne um, action figure. <laughs> um, I, which, you know, if you're struggling pronouncing okay, you could just call her bald Michonne. That works fine. Um, <laughs> the, I didn't want the rest of them. And initially when I found them, I, there was an Iron Man there and I didn't even look twice at it. I just grabbed the other two. And then it was only when uh, Eddie posted I'm sure it was you posting something about how nice this one was. Yeah, I was a question I, I, I picked up some of these early because of the multiple head factor. So even though I had the wave on order, I got some uh, as they were coming out at Toys R Us as well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's things to like, and then a lot to uh, discuss about this figure. <gasps> yeah. Look, I. I, I, I want to do this figure justice because um, Joel is, is good people and he's a big Iron Man fan, but uh, I'm like you. I've got uh, a very mixed feelings about this figure. But um, if I can throw one out there, I'm going to say that uh, the coolest thing about this figure is he's big. Um, he towers over the rest of the figures in the wave and therefore uh, you do actually get a bit of a feel um, that, that this is actually a, a guy wearing an armoured suit. So, you know, we've had Iron yeah. Man's in the past where you sort of go, how can there possibly be a person in there? Like, he's tiny. Um, this is a big figure. He's, uh, you know, he's a good, chunky piece of plastic. Yeah, he nice. is. Yeah. 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 So, and with so, that, I, I do ahead, like uh, with the sculpting, it does appear almost as if he's got sort of that under suit layer going on. And then there's pieces yes, yes. hanging around over the top that add a level of depth to him. Mm. Yeah, I think when we're talking about that, the, where I do think um, I cannot stop looking at his giant feet, um, <laughs> and it's and I get it, I get the idea of you know it's a there's you know human feet inside a thing whatever, but I I don't feel like the scale is proportionate across the piece. Um, because you know, you look at the hands, etc. And I, I, I do. Yes, he's taller, um, and yes, the feet look like they're armor around flesh, but not really the rest of the the body. Like he'd still be super skinny if he was, you know, in yeah, there. I think it's I think so, it's that upper torso where the shoulders are. You sort of they, they're quite narrow. I feel like they should have been a bit yeah. wider. Um, as we get to the chest, shoulder area. Hey, I, I don't mind this because this is based on the model prime armor from the Brian Michael Bendis run uh, that the main artist was Dave McKez, and it does replicate the way he drew the armor very, very nicely. 
So for for me, they, they've they've done it accurate to how the look is. Yeah, I I can certainly appreciate the fact that this is an all use sculpt. I, you know, I do like that. Far too often, you see bits that are, are being recycled. Um, you know, I find some of the things quite awkward. So. You know, he's a, a big imposing figure. He, you know, he looks great. The metallic gold is really, really nice. And I didn't actually realise at first that until he was under strong light that the red is actually metallic as well. There's um, quite a nice sort of speckle through that. So they contrast each other nicely. But um, the first thing I didn't want to do was move his right foot. Uh, you know, if you've uh, <laughs> been doing the rounds on Facebook, you'll notice that many uh, a collector have posted an image of Iron Man with a broken right foot because they go to move oh, no. that right, right foot and it snaps off at the peg. So uh, I'm, oh, yet no. to, I'm yet to actually move the right foot on my figure until I can actually put him in a, uh, a boiling water bath and loosen up some of those joints. Um, but the thing that actually annoyed me about this figure was um, he comes with a couple of swap-out hands. So he's got um, uh, two fists, left fist, right fist, and then he's got the uh, left and right open repulsor blast so he's got that kind of open palm kind of thing um but it was really weird that that those open hands weren't articulated so i expected them to have a bit of a um you know a bit of a hinge joint in the wrist so that you could sort of fold that hand down but once you sort of push that that open palmed hand into the um forearm it's uh, it all it does is rotate which i thought looked really awkward uh, if you put his hand yeah. down by his side, it looks like he's holding a basketball or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of leads to where my, uh, I guess, issue is is the effects, um, because I, I love the idea of this. Like, I, lo- I love the idea of effects. I think that you know when the Marvel Universe three and three quarter of the years first came out, quite a few of them came with some effects and it, you know it's quite groovy um but you know these repulsor blasts mine at least by the time i got them out of the um package they're just a little bit warped and hard to unwarp and so then they just i don't know that they it looks less like i'm you know blasting things at you and more like look at the pretty flower i made <laughs> for you you know like it's just uh, i don't know armored suit origami <laughs> Yeah, uh, one of one of the things I've actually noticed with the last probably four or five waves of Marvel Legends is what I'm starting to do more and more is I open them up, take everything out, take all the accessories out and put them in a, a little sort of Ziploc bag, um, the accessories. But then the figures either go into the left or the right pile. And the left pile is, yep, that's okay, and I can get ready to chat about it on the podcast and then pop it on the shelf. And then the right pile is this has got to go in a tray of boiling water to loosen up joints. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, I'm finding, for instance, with um, the the chest um, joint on this, the ab crunch, I can barely get him to move at all. Yeah. Okay, mine. So, yeah, mine. so my right foot, yeah, is stiff, but my chest crunch is not. Mm. See, I've got it on both because I double heads. I got two of them, and yeah, both have legs move fine, um, ankle joint moves fine, and chest moves fine. Well, I'm not moving that right foot. <laughs> So what, you've doubled up, Eddie, because you're displaying one with a Tony Stark head? Yeah, I got one with the Tony Stark head, which once again is just spot-on David Marquez art accurate. 
with his, I love the sort of this line just above his cocked eyebrow that adds some personality in there. And yeah, this looks like mm-hmm. it's just stepped right off the page for me. Mm. Very well, nice. I mean, this figure also keeps up the uh, the fun that we're getting with all those accessories. So, I mean, you know, getting an extra set of hands, uh, a swap-out portrait, not only do you get those two effects that um, Scotty mentioned, the blast, the repulsor effects, but there's also that kind of wrist cannon that I think has been recycled, um, which, you know, is something that I'd actually never display him with, but it's a nice little accessory that, if, you know, little Johnny does decide to, you know, get his mum to, to buy him one when they're in Toys R Us, then, uh, yeah, a little bit of extra... Well, that's value a nice, in playing um, piece because the idea of this armor is that it's basically a kind of mental engineering armor for Tony, so he can create designs in his head and it actually starts to build and form on the armor itself. Uh, yep, so yep. I don't think this is an actual reuse piece. I think it's actually made oh, for the okay. figure because the hole in it's made right for the plug of the repulsor blast effects. So it's only within the last couple mm. of years that they've been coming out and the beautiful thing is if you're like me and you get two of these guys then you have one of these cannons for each arm so you can have him really armed up. <laughs> nice nice um i've got a few loose uh sort of paint apps here and there some of it's um, obviously cast in the, the red and then the gold is painted over the top so i've got a few lines that are a bit uneven but uh, mm-hmm. certainly just, you know, from uh, a shelf candy, he does actually look really, really good, particularly lined up with some of those other figures that uh, he now towers over. Now, I've got on one, it's a little sloppy. i got one little sort of gold dot on the red of his upper calf and just sort of looks like mm. a little bit of fingerprinting in one of his blue repulses on his left wrist. But the other figure I've got is just spot on paint-wise. Mm. Excellent. Very good. Nice. Very good. And very All good right, no... um, articulation joints as well in terms of actual uh, posability. You can get a lot of poses yeah. out of him for an Iron Man figure that generally tend to be a bit more restricted, particularly in the shoulders. Yeah, I did actually was surprised to find that there is actually a bicep cut there. It's very, very nicely hidden. So well done. Double jointed um, elbows and knees, which is pretty cool. So I think if it, if it wasn't for the um, Tony head it would be a pass for me only because i really don't like the helmet um it's just not it's kind of too far away from classic iron man for me to look at it and kind of go oh yeah that's anywhere near my iron man um but the the um the unmasked head is awesome and so i'll keep it (laughs) fair enough fair enough all right, very good. Well, he doesn't come with a Build-A-Figure piece, so we're not going to talk about that. We're going to move on, and we're going to talk about another king. Wow. Naked king. I know. Na- na- yeah, naked king. Lucky he's, uh, lucky he's built for it. All right, so we are talking about the, the man himself. The uh, Well, he was Marvel's first mutant until Apocalypse stole that um, label, but we're talking about Namor the Rude. Submariner. Yep. Yay. Yay, classic Namor. woo woo Marvel Aquaman. I like it. <laughs> I am a big fan of Namor, <laughs> so I've been waiting for this figure for yeah. quite some time, and uh, I really, really am quite pleased with how he came out. I love this figure. Yeah. So does your love of Aquaman go to Namor? Is that part of it, Scotty? Or? Uh, I'm, I don't know. No, they're not really connected. Where my Namor um, 
appreciation comes from is that I'm a big uh, Defenders fan. Like, um, and so that's kind of Luke where... Cage, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones. <laughs> the actual, def- I mean, the classic Defenders. Um, the yeah, real Defenders. So, you know, in that um, big box of old Marvel, well, they weren't super old at the time, but Marvel comics that I inherited from an older friend as a kid that is where I discovered all these guys. There was lots of classic defenders in there. And so that's kind of where I um, discovered good old Namor. And uh, yeah, he said, I mean, I think, you know, he, Marvel has at times known what to do with him. And then at times been like, let's make him an X-Man, you know, like, and so, you know, it's a bit of a all over the place, but when he's used well, I think he's, uh, you know, a really enjoyable character. Yep. Um, and I really, I, I think this figure, um, the, it, the inclusions, I mean, basically, you know, like it's a naked guy, like, um, but the, the inclusions are obviously what makes it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I was really chuffed when I, um, saw that this figure had been announced. I picked up the Walgreens figure, which uh, I really like, and I upgraded my display to feature the Walgreens figure. Um, I do have one big negative uh, for this figure, but uh, I'll I'll let Eddie get his five cents worth in first. Um, But, yeah, this is Namor for me. Uh, So I I enjoy Namor. Namor to me is more of a villain because I I know him primarily through the Fantastic Four where he's always a bit of a dick uh, trying (laughs) to pick up Sue Storm over uh, Reed and also... Well, I think he's always a bit of a dick. It's not just exclusive. (laughs) And also... It's kind of part of the... um, And I think the reason for his inclusion in this set as well as Iron Man and Black Bolt that we haven't really covered is he's part of the Marvel Illuminati, uh, where he actually made some choices that led him to become a villain in the Black Panther run and series, and there's a huge tension between them. Um, So, yeah, I, I know him more from that side, so it's hard for me to say that I like Namor as much as I like to dislike Namor. Yeah, I, I'm generally more of like that Walgreens one where he's got the little vesti on is more yeah. my style of Namor, sort of knowing him more from the modern comics. But there is just something iconic about Namor in his little green, tidy greenies. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I've sort of known him. I, I sort of grew up um, reading a bunch of the uh, the original Submariner series and also when uh, he was a member of the Avengers. So getting around, yeah, and he's he's green. Green jocks is how I remember him. Look, you know, I think this is a beautiful figure, and what I am glad is, given that he's actually got so much skin uh, exposed, the fact that that all of those pieces have been cast in a flesh-coloured plastic, um, and it's actually been executed really well. You know, it's a, a really nice colour, and I don't feel like that this is, you know, has been painted. Um, obviously, it has been cast, so, you know, there's actually not a lot of paint apps going on. Uh, it, it's just come off really, really well. I just, I think the the buck that they've used works uh, perfectly for him. Like, you know, he's he's a, a sort of a big muscular guy, but he's not necessarily a, a huge guy. He's not sort of six foot five or anything like that. So um, I think it's worked really, really well. And I like the fact that those lower calves um, have been added to specifically, you know, support the inclusion mm. of his his angle wings. Mm. Mm, mm. Now, um, I believe this is the Craven Buck, if I'm not wrong. 
So yes, yes, yeah. So where I, I think it's interesting, kind of thinking about bucks, etc. Because you know, often we don't get a such a clear look at just the sculpt because there's either other stuff on it or painted mm. on it. Yep. But you know, when I look at his back, like that's some wackadoodle musculature there. <laughs> um, like, you know, that's not just, well, wow, you're ripped. That's like, dude, what happened to you? Like, and I mean, you know, so it, it's kind of interesting just to see the, the, um, the sculpt elsewhere is obviously super, you know, detail defined musculature, but then that back is, well. <laughs> yeah. I think overall, you know, as you said, it, it does actually make the the musculature pop because it's not being, um, yeah. you know, blended with sort of you know even that extra layer of paint that defines a costume. So it's actually working mm-hmm. really really well. Um, look for me, my my single biggest criticism uh, of this figure is. Uh, I've displayed my Marvel Legends collection um, across a series of just white bookcases, and they're pretty much displayed rank and file. So they're just kind of standing there. I don't go out of my way to pose. Um, But Namor is actually one of the few figures I do have posed. And what I've actually done is used the the Bandai effects, and I've used the blue set, um, and I've set them up surrounding um, the Walgren's Namor, uh, and then I've used like a Bandai figure stand. And so Namor's kind of got his ankles together with his toes pointed down, but then his arms are sort of out beside him. And so uh, I've kind of tried to sort of project the effect that he's coming up out of the water. Um, and, you know, I think it works actually, you know, reasonably well when he's in that kind of crucifix position. Um, so the the biggest disappointment for me is he does come with that second portrait, um, which is a, a bearded uh, head, bearded and mustachioed head. Um, and they're both largely expressionless. They're, they've sort of got that determined look. But I think it's a, a real wasted opportunity to have that kind of open mouth sort of yelling um, head. I would have much preferred to have that instead of the bearded look because, you know, bearded Namor is, you know, a, a moment in time. Whereas uh, having that open mouth yell, um, you know, I could really sort of um, create that, you know, imperious Rex moment where he comes charging up out of uh, the water into the air. Mm. So, yeah, for me, it's a bit of a missed opportunity, I think. See, I, I love yeah. bearded the bearded head sculpt. I do too. That, that was one of the yep. big selling points for me uh, <laughs> on this figure, and once again, why I have two uh, <laughs> dollies. So, if anyone from Hasbro is listening, so far the the choices uh, that Eddie likes gets two figure sales. Just yeah, yeah. If you're trying to choose between <laughs> Ben and Eddie. Blah, blah. Eddie's getting two figure sales. Yeah. That's it. Man. I'm quitting. Selling my collection. I, mean, I think I love both heads. I I mean, I get the expression piece that you're talking about i think that the the classic head is just true classic namor which is awesome um and but i don't know at the moment i've got the bearded one on because i just think it pops it looks so great like um so we'll see how we go um and i mean one, that's, one that's, thing that's, to know, i was sorry. just gonna say that's fine i mean the, the bearded head is great but then oh, the walgren's um the walgren's namor had an expressionless head as well so, yeah. you know, that's that's a second expressionless head. And so I just thought, hey, you know, maybe next time you could think outside the box. I mean, I I don't know that I agree that they are expressionless because they because Namor, just like you know, the eyebrows, et cetera, are 
uh, when, when I can think of expressionless action figure faces, I can think of a lot worse than this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, probably not the right word, but you know, it, there's n- there's not exactly yeah. a lot yeah. going on. I mean, yeah. steely-eyed no, like determination, sp- perhaps. But yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. One thing that uh, we we just as a kind of user guide thing, um, just basically this is like don't be dumb like me. Um, the he comes packaged with uh, fists, which are kind of like they they look like oh this staff that he comes with is gonna um, you know fit in one of those, but um no, there's actually another staff holding hand that you've got to pop on because the the fists that he comes with are the the um, Thumb is molded to the fingers, even though it's uh, it's open. So it's kind of weird. I don't really understand the look. Yeah, they're not punchy fists. They're like hold. Mm. Yeah, they're, I, so I find the he's got the swimming hands, and I really appreciate when these characters come with options because when they only come with swimming hands, it drives me crazy. It's like, what if I don't want them to swim? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, these these weird the fists that he comes with. Sorry, the kind of semi-closed hands he comes with are weird, particularly then when he comes with another actual holding things hand. Yeah, we don't seem to have a generic holding hand, do we? It's, yeah, it's sort of... We don't yeah. have a generic thing to hold. Like, you know, we have... There's different things to hold which require different holding hands. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But do we just coin a new phrase? The holding hand? How could we... Yeah... Well, it's interesting because, I mean, I, I received uh, my Figma um, Guts figure from the Berserk um, anime series, and he actually comes with two sword holding hands that are on different angles. So you can actually have him hold the sword up as if he's ready for combat, and then he can actually hold the sword as if it's lowered down uh, in a more relaxed pose. So, you know, it's nice to actually see um, that sort of thought. But, look, uh, again, <laughs> I think we are spoiled with two sets of hands. We've got two oh. portraits. This is becoming pretty much the standard now with Marvel Legends, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I- I'm certainly grateful for the options. Um, I definitely have the, the swimming hands on, so with his arms out yeah. and his kind of ankles together um, coming up out of the water, I think the, the swimming, or I think we used to actually call them, like, the running hands because uh, that's what we always wanted to come with our Flash figures. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. certainly grateful for that. And, of course, we get the trident, and, of course, we get the two arms for the builder figure. So it's uh, it's a pretty packed figure, this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I can just do one last, like, uh, update um, that I like to do when talking about Marvel Legends, which is the little barcode, well, not barcode, but, like, serial <laughs> yeah. number um, report. Yep. I waited till Namor to talk about this because I just find this kind of amusing that Iron Man and Black Bolt um, have them, but they're really... Uh, they don't. You, they're not eye catching at all. They're kind of done in a grey, which just kind of blends in. And then um, Namor has it on the back left thigh, which is the place it normally goes. But in probably the same, it's probably printed exactly the same. It's just like I don't know if it was white, it'd be less annoying. Um, why do they have to be there? I don't understand. Why can't they just put them on the sole of the foot or something? Well, yeah, that's kind of you know that's what they do with Matchbox cars. They put them on the bottom. To uh, yeah. add a, my own update to this subject, I've been testing my theory and that we started a couple of weeks ago uh, that mm-hmm. it's he, uh, on only one per package. So if you're getting a multi-pack, there'll be only one that comes with it. And yes. So with the Vision yes. and Scarlet Witch 
uh, two pack. Oh, did you find that? Did you? I didn't I, even I know did. you were looking yeah, for it. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I, I, I kept I played it. it. I played yeah. it close to the chest. That one. You really did very yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now on that, it's on Scarlet Witch, but it's not on the back of her leg. It's actually hidden on the inside in the folds of her cloak. So ah, hopefully there might be changes happening uh, since these are some of the newer energies. Hey now, what I was thinking, why couldn't they be on the soles of the feet? I turned Namor over and look at the soles of his feet. <laughs> yes, that's that, awkward. Wow, that's really weird. He's got like... It's like they half-stopped them, but not... Yeah. I mean, maybe... Well, I suppose in terms of for him to be able to actually stand up, if they really sculpted like proper bare feet, it might be hard for him to stand up. So I'd say it must be like a fancy that someone that makes action figures actually caring about whether they can stand up properly or not. <laughs> That's new. Crazy. <laughs> no one Crazy. <laughs> cool. All right. We are done with a Namor. Well, uh, we're going to move on to the Black Panther now, as I mentioned, and uh, Scotty, uh, Scotty, Eddie, you are way more across um, the the world of uh, Charla and his various action figures because I have to confess um, I had my original Black Panther and you know I, I begrudgingly upgraded to the what was it the Rocket Raccoon mm-hmm. one that came that, out that was and then the that Blue Shade one yeah that one really grew on me like that one um that that became my favorite um simply because i I felt it was a bit more reminiscent of uh you know the the kirby one with the stripes on the gloves and uh and the the boots etc so he's been in my collection ever since and i haven't really kept up with the recent releases so uh, i never picked up the walgreens one i didn't feel a need i didn't pick up the pink panther because i didn't feel a need and i only really picked this one up um, because of the builder figure piece, so uh, I think you're going to have to you're going to have to sell me on it. So, did you pick up the other MCU from the Civil War? No, no, I didn't bother. I don't generally do movie figures, so no, I'm way behind. Because that was, I think, one of the best figures of that year that it came out, and okay. is huge. Was well, it was hugely popular when it hit, and this one, I think's just uh, taken what that figure did well and pushed it up again in terms of articulation. So uh, on this, it's uh, obviously the movie suit that we are talking about, and this is uh, now obviously potential spoilers for the three of you that haven't seen the film (laughs) at this point. Uh, This is the suit that uh, is designed by Shuri that he wears in the second half uh, of the movie. So there is some styling differences uh but i do love on the sculpting here that if you actually look in the cracks of his suits you are actually seeing that indigenous pattern woven in Mm. through there on the sculpting which is very amazing as well as just texture uh, texture uh that's really tiny there throughout uh the suit that you almost have to look at it under a magnifying glass in the right light to see sort of the bumps on his uh chests there uh, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, so yeah you don't. You, yep. I was going to say you don't actually realise that that virtually no surface of this figure um, is smooth. Like almost mm. everything has some level of texturing to to some extent. Like it's it's really quite extraordinary. It's really just as we were talking about just before the bottom of his feet that have that flatness. Everything else has some level of detail 
in there. So it really feels like they've taken a scan from the suit and done some sort of printing. And even in the few areas where it could be plain, like uh, the inner parts of the panther mask earlobes, you get sort of this nice, almost purpley black sheen added Mm. in there as well. And so I think that's a huge... Um, advantage is the suit just looks incredible and it's been very well sculpted now luckily it doesn't need that much paint which is often one of the faulting points of the Marvel Legends Uh, so it is just black plastic with silver paint marks in the right area and then in certain areas a bit of a matte or glossy uh, wash over the top but it all seems to come together very very well Uh, now both a plus and a flaw is his articulation. Uh, you can get some incredible poses out of this buck, uh, but there are points where that is going to take away from the sculpting. So the butterfly joints in his shoulders, uh, for example, and also getting him in crouching poses, some of the ball shape uh, you will get out of the ankles can stand out a little bit, but... Uh, I'm alright to sacrifice that with this guy because I do like... He's one that I had constantly on my desk that I just picked up and was posing a lot, which is always a sign of a figure I'm going to love. Yeah. Look, I, I'm in uh, two minds uh, of this figure. On on one, yes, like, you know, I absolutely uh, agree about the level of detail. Like, uh, you know, it really is extraordinary just the the fine detail i just keep looking uh, at more and more of it there's there's sort of parts where you think oh you know that's actually smooth no no that's got an even finer texture than the one uh, next to it so uh in terms of the the tooling and the execution uh, it's really quite uh, amazing what they've managed um to achieve but on the flip side for me you know it's really just uh, it's just too busy. Like there's just too much going on. Um, it really does remind you that it's a, a guy in a suit. In fact, a, a high tech suit. And I think that's why I like my Rocket Raccoon one. Um, you know, that will always be my Black Panther because it's just that that little less sophisticated. I think you can still get away with it being, you know, somewhat of an armored suit. Um, but the the major flaw for this one on me is the the the, the lackadaisical attitude with which they've applied the silver paint, some of those highlights um, in particular. Look, I, I really like the fact that he comes with um, two sets of hands, so he's got the fists and he's got the sort of the open clawed hands and, uh, you know, I immediately put on both clawed hands because I think they look great. But the way they've applied the, the silver to, to the fingertips has actually been quite average and I think that's really taken away from that whole sort of, you know, razor panther claws it's um it's a bit disappointing for me now this is a case where i think you can be better off if you pick up a later one uh so i mentioned before that i did pick some of these up at retail and i also had a wave ordered through an online retailer that ended up uh getting them a bit delayed so we actually one of the reasons we're talking about this now is me and ben only got these uh complete waves just recently uh but i did pick up because this guy comes with two heads two of him so i actually had one uh from before christmas uh i Mm. believe it was definitely last year because i was on the fence about whether or not i could include figures from this wave in my best of uh, series, which I decided ah. not to because I was like, oh, they're brand new. There's always that newness gleam that comes in. Uh, but the silver, uh, in comparison on that figure I got from the early wave that came out to this later 
uh, wave to arrive uh, is night and day. Uh, so particularly where it stood out to me is on the nose of the panther mask, uh, yep. where it's, you've got sort of a piece of silver lining that goes across it. Uh, on my original one, that's just wonky as all hell. And on mm. my newer release one, it is fairly straight and uh, across. And I'm realizing as I say this uh, that because we, we got them across the same place that your one probably came from that same batch. So uh, maybe it isn't difference of when the waves was released, but just yeah. which one Gertie was working on and which one <laughs> uh, <laughs> was coming That's through. right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, look, look, always look let's... at your pain if you get a chance. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that is one of the, the benefits of grabbing figures off the pegs is that if you're uh, there early enough, you can certainly have a bit of a, a flick through and pick the best one. But um, let's talk about that portrait and, um, you know, the, the swap out portrait, which, of course, is the unmasked head and uh, that real scan technology. Yeah, so it is a uh, interesting piece of technology, and I think it's a little debatable on Chadwick Boseman how it worked here, because it definitely is an improved head sculpt over the one we got on Civil War, uh, which even though I, to be honest, I didn't mind at the time, uh, looking back at it in comparison to this one, it is lacking. Uh, but this one's not perfect, so I've already seen a lot of comments about uh, the skin tone uh, being a bit too light for him in terms of the plastic that was chosen. Uh, and then there's other bits that sort of sit a bit weird. So he's got a bit of a widow's peak, and which he does actually have in the film, these hairstyles yeah. for this movie. Uh, he didn't have it for Civil War, but this movie he does have a little bit of a widow's peak, but it just stands out a bit prominent here. But uh, the eyes and that do seem to be that sort of Chadwick Boseman uh, look to them through there. And I think printing the beard rather than having that sculpted also takes away a little bit here because he does yeah. have a bit of a fuller beard in this film compared to uh, one put over. Yeah, I think painting on beards has never been something that's been particularly successful at the the six inch scale. It tends to be something that's uh, better reserved for you know hot toys um, levels. But um, again, you know, it's nice to actually get the option, um, and I certainly appreciate Hasbro you know doing this. I, I you know, it's kind of weird because you know this Black Panther he comes with a, a set of um, an alternate set of hands and an unmasked portrait. Um, and we get the head to the builder figure, but I kind of feel like you know he didn't quite come with enough stuff. Like it's <laughs> you know there's there's four extra things in the pack, and I'm just like yeah you know could have been more. And so I'm just being you know utterly spoiled by uh, all these extra packings that we're getting. Yeah. So all right, well we're going to move on, and uh, we're going to talk to uh, Black Panther Mark Four or or you know whatever it is because. Uh, now, th this suit is actually visible in the film, isn't it? It's yep. it's one of the ones kind of off to the left. So we're going to talk about Mr. Eric Killmonger now. And, uh, yeah, look, my first fear when I, I see anything like this in, in sort of the solicited images is, oh, they're just going to reuse that other sculpt and, and just kind of update the paint or something like that to make it different. But, um, wow, this in hand, it's a, it's a very different figure. It is. This is a hundred percent new buck uh, across the board compared to the other one. Which, yeah, as you mentioned, I thought we were just going to be getting a uh, re uh, paint of. Uh, but it is the suit from the movie uh, once again, basically just replicated here in tiny form. So 
I've got to imagine there was some sort of 3D scanning sculpting going on uh, with this guy, but uh, where it really stands out for me is not only in the tiny sort of braille dot detailing, uh, but something that is kind of new, I wouldn't quite know how to explain it, but he sort of has dot paintwork between the matte and the shine uh, to get that yeah. sort of leopard print going across his body there that just looks amazing. It's one you need to sort of run him across the light to really catch it, but uh, he's not just black plastic. He does have that leopard print in there. Yeah, he's uh, an interesting choice. Like I can't really... I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time sort of putting my finger on what I would call the colour, that, that base colour that um, the figure's been cast in. It's kind of a smoky, smoky, smoky grey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gold. Yeah. Grey old. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite interesting. And look, this is, um, I have really, really mixed emotions about, you know, holding a figure like this because I, I look at, you know, some of the figures in this wave and, the, the amount of tooling that has gone into them. Um, and, you know, I, I sit there and I see the little bit because I'm not a, an MCU collector. I'm a, I'm a comic universe collector. And this guy will actually go into my collection until such a time as I get a comic accurate Killmonger. Um, but, you know, seeing the, 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 the amount of effort that goes into some of these MCU figures compared to a lot of the repaints that we get um, on the comic side of things, you know, is a bit sort of um, uh, annoying. But, you know, this is just a, a really remarkable figure to hold um, in hand. I'm, I mean, I'm disappointed that this is the look they went for for Killmonger. But, um, you know, this this buck is actually quite amazing. When you, you put him next to Black Panther, they're pretty much the same height. But the body proportions are completely different. Yeah, well, I mean, you just need to look at Michael B. Jordan and just <laughs> just be shattered that uh, it's it, I will never have a body like that that uh, <laughs> can uh, take me through. But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it is really fantastic. And to me, the disappointment of this figure is not so much what we got but what we didn't get, like not having a Michael B. Jordan portrait uh, yeah. to swap out here, I think does leave this guy lacking a bit. Um, now, I know we are getting one in the two-pack that has kind of like more of a concept suit uh, that is this one, but uh, sort of has highlights of solid gold over sort of the Braille pieces running down his legs and his sides yeah. than the way they are now and more of a solid uh, black, which to me I was sort of looking at wondering if it was more the T'Chaka armour, possibly, and mm. I kind of would have preferred mm. if we just got the uh, Eric Killmonger head sculpt here and maybe got a T'Chaka and Everett Ross figure for that two-pack rather than uh, yep. splitting Killmonger across two yeah. different ones. But, uh, it, yeah, this guy, he's a fantastic figure for a look that, uh, once again, spoilers if you're one of the three who hasn't seen it, but uh, isn't that prominent on the screen itself in the actual movie because yep. he's often dropping the mask and you know it's mainly in close-ups of his face. You're not really getting a look at the suit itself. Yeah, Look, you know, as I mentioned, the, the proportions are different on this figure, and it's really quite fun because um, he's got a much longer torso than the Black Panther figure, and so he's, he's sort of got those longer arms as well, which is really, really cool. So standing them next to each other, you know, there really isn't a lot of similarities at all, which is pretty cool. Um, I I actually quite like this design. This feels a lot more in line with the, the Mark 
Teixeira um, designed from uh, that that sort of solo run of Black Panther some years ago. Um, but the thing that actually works really well for me um, are the claws, the the hands. Um, he comes with two sets of hands as well. He's got sort of the weapon gripping hands and he's got the open clawed hands. Uh, and these clawed hands are much more effective than the Black Panther ones. They're actually um, quite sort of pointy and sharp and the little sort of gold highlights that have been painted on um, do actually accentuate it a lot better. So, yeah, this this is a, a, a bigger win than the Black Panther figure in my book. Now, with one of your open claw hands, is he kind of doing an okay symbol on one of yours? Uh, no, they're pretty much, no, they're pretty much the same. I think I got a bent one in the pack, because I've got one where he's got his bottom three fingers uh, out, but his uh, index finger is sort of curled around towards his thumb, and he looks like he's doing an okay (laughs) sort of look. And I think it's just been bent that way in the pack, but when I've tried to fix it up, it sort of has that little white markings, like it's going to tear if I Mm. move it back, so I've sort of just left it a little bit. I didn't know if it was reference to there's a, a gif going around with Black Panther giving the OK symbol. Maybe they put it oh. in as a bit of a joke for that. But, uh, yeah, I think I think I just got a bent in the packet. Hmm. All right, well, he also comes with a couple of weapons. He's got the short spear and sort of the, the large kind of sword, um, you know, machete type of thing going on. Uh, and he also comes with the final leg of Okoye, so um, I, I actually I also like the fact that the, uh, the the necklace around his neck is actually an additional piece. It's not um, it's not actually painted on or anything. So the fact that it actually sits higher than his actual chest looks quite good, and just makes I think the torso stand out a little more. I actually like this figure a lot more than I thought I would. He is one of those ones who sneaks up on you. If it part, mm. yeah, yeah, very nice, very nice. All right. Well, we're going to talk about uh, the final regular figure in the wave, and that is Nakia. Nakia. And uh, yeah, Nakia. And nice to see her getting some uh, some love. I, I really like the fact that you know female figures are just as prominent uh, as ever in the Marvel Legends. And um, yeah, I, I'm actually digging this figure. I've got one major issue with uh, with this figure, but um, I'm really liking the design. Yeah, well, this is uh, incredible, the amount of uh, sculpting, once again, that's running in and across uh, this lady. Now, I actually got her in the same box that I got my second series of Last Jedi figures, so I actually got her uh, with my Maz Kanata, and both being performed by the same actress. I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Um, but yeah, I, you sort of mentioned the Mark Texier, Christopher Priest run, uh, just a little bit ago. And that's where the Dolores Marge were introduced, uh, as well as Nakia here and fantastic character in that. And, uh, really liked, uh, the way they used her character in the movie, which was slightly different. Um, uh, mm. but, uh, really happy with the way her figures uh, turned out here you've got an awesomely uh, done head sculpt and this is one where I think the face printing's really worked out well that uh, yep. really highlights the actress's look but you've got sort of like those nice earring designs and pretty much uh, 100 new sculpt uh, again with some lovely yeah. sort of uh, indigenous uh, designs running all over it yeah like this is just crazy again every surface just has some kind of of, of marking and uh, it's really quite a, a busy 
um, design, but unlike the Black Panther, it, it actually works really well for me. Um, I, I, I'm really digging the design, like the actual, you know, the, the look of the figure, and I think it's been executed really well by Hasbro. Um, but this figure has let me down um, in two particular ways that I'm not that sort of comfortable with. The first is... Um, the first is that this new thing that Hasbro are doing where they sculpt the heads of their females and they sculpt the hair of their females separately, which um, is actually quite smart because it allows them to mix and match as necessary, um, which means for this figure that the hair is a separate piece and has actually been glued on. Um, and with mine, they haven't done a, a super accurate job um, of, of applying that. I feel like the hair sits really far back on her head but if i look at her left ear the hair actually sits around the ear really really well it's actually really quite tight uh, not a lot of gap but then on the opposite side there's actually quite a large gap behind her ear to where her hair starts so i don't think they've taken the greatest care in actually gluing that on now mine i think is well placed so looking at both ears they seem to be uh perfectly placed there my issue with the glued on hair and i mentioned this uh a week or so ago with my monica rambo is there's that little bit of glue that's come around the front and it's given her yeah that little bit of a halo line around her forehead which does stand out in the light which is a bit of a shame yeah, uh, it is. I think that's something that they need to sort of get the, the factories to take a, a bit more care, um, you know, in, in doing. Um, what's kind of also strange for me that, with this figure is there's not a lot of highlighting going on. Um, the, the, the main sort of highlighting seems to be the, um, the costume um, from down the centre. So that, that kind of ceremonial piece that, that hangs down from the belt has got a little bit of gold highlighting the orange, but the rest of the figure is largely um, as is. So you've got these kind of black boots, you've got the, the silver rings around the top of her calves, um, and then, of course, the legs, and there's, there's no highlighting of any kind on there at all. So uh, I think this is probably a classic case of all the money went into the tooling. Oh, yeah. Now, the um, legs, legs are an interesting one because I have seen people complain that they've just reused Okoye's legs here and there's design over them and, you know, it's, it's not looking right. It's meant to be flesh legs, but it's not. She does actually have uh, brown material uh, over her legs uh, in the costume that does have this design running through and over it, which... Uh, the weird thing is, though, looking at Okoye's and her legs here, they do appear to have a very similar design, but it's not quite the same sculpting as far. There seems to be slight little differences uh, in there. I don't know if it's sort of different mm. to the mould, potentially, uh, that's giving it that different look or what, but uh, I think the upper calves are the only pieces that might be the same. Uh, if it is. Yeah, I, I think yeah. So what's what's disappointing for me? The the second thing I was going to mention is, um, you know, it's it's largely screen accurate until you get to those legs, uh, and then it's gone a bit pear shaped because, um, you know, in the movie she does actually wear um, sort of some leggings that have some stripes on them. There's some sort of red and silver striping, and they've obviously chosen to omit that. Um, or they've tried to sort of replicate it using those legs. So for me, it actually doesn't look like she's wearing any pants at all because her legs are the same colour as her face. 
Uh, and so at, at first glance, it kind of looks like she's getting around with just wearing, you know, maybe some jocks under that outfit and then the bare legs are actually sticking out. Um, so I think some a wash or something on those legs would have actually highlighted that enough to make it look like pants. Yeah, it definitely could have used just a little bit extra uh, paint app on it. Yeah. But uh, look, that portrait is fantastic. I think this is another one that's that's um, that's been executed really, really well. I think it's um, enough to make her sort of stand out on her own, so she doesn't just look like a generic female, um, you know, from uh, the Marvel Legends. Uh, and I think, you know, she comes with the best extras of all. Uh, she comes with those two kind of chakras. Um, uh, Xena style chakras and she's also got the torso of Okoye and her spear and dagger so and yeah look I I must confess that um, at as soon as I actually saw this wave announced and everyone was bemoaning the builder figure and everything else I thought oh they're just going to reuse the the Nakia figure or the Nakia figure um, and then just change the paint apps for the builder figure which you know that's really annoying but um, yeah let's let's talk about that builder figure so this is one I'm going to say, and it's uh, going to be in reference to one of the uh, Australian Facebook boards that we frequent, Ben. But I, I called it with this builder figure when it was released. People were kind of like, <laughs> who? And I said, you know, give it till the movie comes out and there'll be a lot of people after this. And sure enough, the movie came out and all of a sudden it's, oh, does anyone have any spare Koye heads or arms or run through? And some of these people seem to be the ones who weren't too happy with this builder figure when it was announced all of a sudden becoming big fans once they actually get to know the character. Uh, and she, for me, stole the show. I... Loved yeah. her from the comics, um, even though she's not a big role, just more uh, the Milaje, uh, Dora Milaje uh, concept. But uh, really, this is one of those cases like Guardians of the Galaxy where the film's given her a life onto itself. So uh, really yep. happy that we got a figure uh, of her in some form. And this one's one that, when you sort of take away the faults of Nakia, uh, so obviously being bald, she doesn't have any hair to be glued down, so uh, yep. really fantastic head sculpt here without any of uh, that sort of glue issue. Uh, she's got nice different coloured pants running through that breaks up her outfit a little bit, and still just some wonderful designs uh, indigenous Wakandan patterns all out there through the front. The only part where it starts to fall down a bit is, for me anyway, when you flip her around and the paint's just not there on her back. But uh, yeah. mainly I am going to be displaying her facing frontward, uh, so it's not going to be a huge uh, issue there. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, looking at this figure, there's an awful lot going on, and I think that's pretty much the... Uh, uh, I don't know, the mantra of the whole wave. There's some uh, astonishing sculpting in, in some of these um, designs. But, um, you know, looking at some of the, the images from the movie, and she really does have a busy costume. And looking at the figure that I'm holding in my hand, they've actually made some compromises in the design to, to sort of dull things down a little bit. Some of the armor pieces on her shoulder, um, the, the, the ring set that she actually has around her neck, that kind of really... 
um, complicated looking necklace they've decided to tone that down um, and and so they've made a few choices to do that and it's still an incredibly detailed figure um, even after doing that and the fact that she's not actually sharing a lot of um, you know Nakia's um, buck is actually pretty cool as well so you know putting some money into this is fantastic um, look I think the the face sculpt is actually very cool. Um, you know, I think it's in, it's in the vicinity uh, of, uh, you know, the Michonne that, that we know and love from The Walking Dead. Um, I think the, the, the biggest letdown for me is uh, it, it's really more apparent than ever um, as to how Hasbro choose to do that whole um, neck post and, you know, the articulation of the neck because... Um, I feel like she's got this gargantuan long neck uh, and because she doesn't have the benefit of that necklace that I just mentioned before, it's even more obvious. So she, yeah, just to me, she just feels like she's got this very pronounced neck um, sticking up and looking at it from the side, it, it feels even more awkward. Yeah, it is, uh, as we talked about with many female figures recently, it is a bit of an issue, that uh, neck head point, uh, which I, I don't know, like it might be something that then greatly limits articulation, uh, so maybe if it was filled in I'd be less happy with that, but uh, it is something I do hope they can uh, be clever and work out a way uh, to get around it. Yeah. Well, look, she also comes with her spear, which is actually pretty cool. It's uh, nice and chunky. Um, I like that. There's the uh, the addition of the, you know, the, the dagger type thing as well. Um, big disappointment, though, across all of the figures is there's nowhere to actually put the extras. So um, Killmonger, um, Okoye, etc., there's nowhere to actually uh, holster or, or sheathe. Uh, these weapons, you either put them in their hands or you put them in your bits box. Yeah. Um, there's there's no in-between, which is actually a little disappointing. But then again, we didn't see anything in the movie um, replicating that, so it's hard to know whether they've actually decided to be um, screen accurate or <laughs> they've just well, been Well, there is um, a cheap. shot of, I can say that because I've seen the film multiple times, uh, <laughs> there is a shot of Killmonger in his Black Panther suit where they're just basically magnetically attached to his back so uh, i think ah, without cool. the use of magnets there'd be no real way of replicating it without compromising the sculpt yep yep fair enough that's cool yeah uh, i yep. do also well, want to throw in there is so you've got the basic uh figure line uh two that uh is kind of your cheaper less articulated uh design figures but there is a shuri figure in that that uh, while not perfect, does blend in okay with Marvel Legends. So I've also got a Shuri figure with those two sort of panther gauntlets. Uh, she's hidden more towards oh, the back of, course, of the, yes, um, yes. the display <laughs> to sort of help blend in with the uh, shadows where she's lacking in articulation and paint. But uh, it's not the worst figure. So if you are disappointed not to have a Legend Shuri at the moment, she is a good uh, fill-in for your MCU shelf. Excellent. Yeah, that's actually true. I have actually seen that figure. It's got the little um, little sort of energy things coming at the end of the panther heads, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So well, that'll do until I can get my hands on the uh, the two pack one with the purple cape. <laughs> Very uh, good. Now there were a just quickly a couple of exclusives that came out that were tied in with these panther waves. Uh, the first being 
the uh, Walmart uh, hero Black Panther, which is more commonly referred to by its colloquial name as Pink Panther, uh, which is based more on the modern Panther costume from the uh, Talnahasi Coats run. Uh, so it's got Brian Steel Freeze. Steel Freeze. <laughs> Uh, design with the ears uh, heading back. Now, the Love it. actual sort of purple pink of the design is more taken from a variant cover that they did at the beginning than it is from anything that appears within the pages himself. But he does have that any energy effect uh, running over his suit in this version of the comic, very similar to what they have used in the most recent film. And they've given him a more accurate to this style uh, necklace that's loose and hangs on him. Now he is using that slightly larger uh, buck that we've seen with kind of like the uh, UK Spider-Man and that there. So he is larger than the other uh, Marvel Comics Panthers that we've seen before. And I mention Mm -hmm. this because I think it's a bit of a shame is that uh, the Stelfreeze head sculpt was designed for this larger buck, and one of the great accessories he comes with is a variant of the head in just plain black. So you could essentially say yep. take that uh, Walmart Panther and put it on him, but because that Walmart Panther uses a smaller buck, uh, it does give him a very chubba chub sort of look where the head's just a bit too big. Uh, now I have seen yeah. people put it on the um Civil War uh, MCU Panther and that works a little bit better uh, but uh, I do feel like if they've given us a variant head uh, there's probably not plans in the future to do a solid black run uh, on this and it's it, it is a shame because it does work best on this buck uh, but there's no real other body to put him on uh, to use yeah. a variant head which is that's disappointing because uh, I one of the things I mean I, I've actually found the current run by Tahizi, Tar, no, yeah anyway that person um, to to be a bit on the dull side um, and you know I've enjoyed all the you know the whole sort of African um, you know feel but the the lack of action and the lack of actual Black Panther is, is kind of boring me a bit but the the Brian Steelfree's design I think is fantastic I'm I'm loving that that Panther head with the ears at the back. Um, so I was going to pick up that figure just for the uh, the alternate head, but uh, since it doesn't seem to fit on you know any other bucks, I'm not as keen now. Yeah, it is a uh, bit of a shame. But now that the film's made a billion dollars, who knows? Maybe we will get yeah. a, a release. <laughs> that's, that's right. Somewhere. We'll be talking about this again when we yeah. get the the second or third um, Black Panther themed Marvel Legends wave. Yeah. Uh, now, the other exclusive is the Toys R Us 2-pack uh, that is a comic pack. Now, Scotty mentioned that we've had luck in getting some two uh, exclusives here in Australia, but unfortunately haven't gotten all of them. Uh, and they were two of the ones that I really wanted, which was the Hydra Soldiers, uh, which I know you mm. also after Ben, which is a shame we Yay. didn't get those because they would have been a great one to have piled yep. up on the shelves going on clearance. Uh, but uh, the other one we didn't get is this Shuri and Claw uh, two-pack. Now, the Claw, uh, I know, was a bit debatable, and this is, even as a completist, I can kind of understand. I didn't really feel like I needed a new comic book Claw yeah. figure. 
now he definitely is better than the last version that we got. Uh, so he's using the Spider-Man 2099, uh, the new Spider-Man 2099 body. So it's that more muscular Spider-Man buck, but he's got the butterfly uh, shoulders. Uh, but then he's got a completely new uh, sound blaster dish and a new head sculpt. And he's using, uh, I think it's the new Deadpool Rob Liefeld uh, feet. He's got kind of the pointy feet uh, look mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, I was unfamiliar with this version of Claw. But I, as best as I could research, he's from a Fantastic Four Adventures book, if you remember that line, which was kind of... Marvel Comics, but it was more aimed at all ages that are running around the time of Civil War about 10 years ago. And it was yeah. from a story in that where he has this kind of more... It's, it kind of reminds me of a bit of a sentinel uh, head sculpt. It's a far more yes, robotic yeah, design yeah. in the head. And the dish has sort of mini plates spread all around than one solid uh, dish. So it seems to be taken more from that design which was interesting because i don't think too many people would have read that book and thought that's the iconic version of claw to me but it was the piece that was used as the cover for the eagle moss character guide so (laughs) i don't know if uh people at hasbro might not have been big uh claw fans and they just sort of pulled out any reference material they could and got a character guide on him and i was like there we go we'll go with that (laughs) run through there uh but the real highlight of uh this set and the reason why i had to have it uh is because you've got the comic version of shuri uh the black panther's sister who in the comics uh spoiler for nearly 10 year old comic but she does become the black (laughs) panther uh at a point now she is a bit of a hodgepodge uh figure uh she does appear to be a lot of buck reuse and one thing i didn't think to check till just now but uh now the white tiger had a ponytail or hair didn't it she wasn't just a solid cat head (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. I think just she, looking for mine on the shelf. Yeah, I think mine's towards the back somewhere. Yes, indeed, she does. She, oh, has, she, she does, has a yeah. huge ponytail. Okay, so I'm, I'm assuming this is a brand new head sculpt, but that's about it uh, on her yeah. body. It's just a lot of female buck part reuse. Uh, she does have a necklace that I don't know where it's from, but I am sure it's some sort of reuse, possibly even from the Loki last week or mm. Uh, mm. something other there. Her cape is the cape that we saw multiple times last week on both Loki and Lady Sif with sort of the fur uh, collar. Uh, that yep. has I have seen some online debate now. She did actually have the fur collar but it wasn't until later in her run that she had the purple cape uh, coming down the side. So uh, it, it is accurate, uh, but I have seen a lot of people who've actually removed the purple cape up and just put the fur shoulders around through there on her back, and she comes with that uh, craven spear that's been yeah. decoed for another time with sort of red feathers and pieces. And she's got a belt which might be of notice for customizers because this is actually the rogue x-men belt so she's actually got mm, x cool. 
on it. So I've actually turned it around. So the X is facing the back and she's just got a plain uh, black belt with pouches that way. But if you are looking for an extra uh, X-Men belt uh, that's just all brown, this could be a way of picking it up. But uh, even though she's a collection of reused pieces, uh, I do really like this character uh, from the comics and... Uh, very excited to have her filling out my Wakandan Marvel Comics uh, shelf there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's on my my list of things to get. Um, I'm not feeling the need to get Claw at this particular point, so uh, I'm actually hunting um, hunting Shuri on her own. And you know, look, I am a, a comic universe collector first and foremost. Um, I only display MCU characters if they fill a hole. So obviously. Um, kill you know the the three we've talked about in this way will be going on my shelf um but you know part of me actually wishes that that um shuri uh two-pack actually came with an mcu claw because uh for me um you know he stole the show i I thought he was just fantastic in every scene uh he was in and uh yeah a bit of a bit of a disappointment there i think that would have been a good opportunity for a figure i mean you know we got ego and and people like that so uh, I was hoping they could do something there. But anyway, we shall see what happens, With obviously with the success of the film hitting a billion dollars worldwide. Um, yeah. See, I think you would have said an M'Baku. Well, look, yeah, yeah, and I, I think the... I, I think the, the 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 PC, you know, police have gotten a bit carried away with the whole man ape thing. Um, but uh, you know, if we get one, I'd certainly like to have him wearing the 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 white ape. Um, uh, what do you call it? Sort of the skin, you know, as it were. And I'm surprised that they didn't do that in the film, uh, make it more pronounced, and uh, and still call him Mabaku. But anyway, we shall see. Uh, I think what it says to me is uh, in, in all the years he's been around Black Panther hasn't built up much of a rogues gallery. So, yeah. <laughs> pretty lame. Well, there is but a, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go on a long comic rant there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is some interesting uh, reading to do from Don McGregor on, on that, uh, on his rogues gallery and why it is limited. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. worth checking out. Uh, but yeah, that brings us to the end. <laughs> Let's see. It does indeed. It does indeed. All right, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I'm going to do some feedback and wrap things up. Yay. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues with the promo code BREACH10. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. And Mr. Scotty, what have you found? I have found what uh, I would have to say is our favorite kind of feedback, and that is five-star reviews on your favorite podcast of choice. Woo! 
I want to give a little shout out, first of all, to a website called mypodcastreviews.com because you can sign up on that and tag the countries that you want uh, to be scanned and it'll send you – you can pay for – um, like to be notified right away when you get a review, but no. the free service is um, just a monthly. Like, here's any reviews um, that we've picked up from the last month. So it shows you because you know if you've got to do it yourself, you actually have to you know swap iTunes stores and do all sorts of things because the way that iTunes reviews work in particular is that they're only mm. visible that country store. Um, yes. Annoying. Um, so anyway, so we have a new five-star review from iTunes Canada, eh? Hey. Um, and yeah, and it is uh, from – oh, wow. Can you hear my dog barking? Oh, I can hear something. I thought it was like a door hinge. <laughs> no, no, that's the guy's username. Oh, well, can you hear my dog barking? Um, no, sorry, just joking. Um, the, so remember when everyone's uh, name on the internet was like this? E7IK underscore plays. <laughs> remember of course we all like, sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and we were like hey e7ik underscore plays hang on today <laughs> on irc <laughs> and you probably doesn't know what irc is man <laughs> google it later was this in the um, dialogue said, the before time <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> absolutely is in the before time it's when you would Click dial up, go and make a cup of tea. <laughs> oh wait, no. Press download on your Outlook Express. Uh, and then while you're, you know, one kilobyte of emails downloaded, you'd go and make a cup of tea and come back and hope it was done by then. Oh, I'd be down I'd be downloading my six new messages through the uh, the, the forum <laughs> chats and Oh wow. Yep. Okay. Anyway. Uh, he says, I just recently started listening to the show again after having listened to it a while ago. We'll forgive you for going away. It's okay, because as Ben has confessed in this episode, <laughs> maybe this is the Canadian you. Uh, okay. He's awesome. And yeah, and he says, get off my lawn, you damn kids. It is you. Oh, no, <laughs> he says, it's a great show, guys. I love toys, and I love hearing people's opinions on them. Keep up the great work. Yay. Hey. Thank you, E7IK underscore plays. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hmm. Yep. And uh, we also love Stitcher and Spotify. And where else can people leave us reviews? Do we All have the places we SoundCloud link? Speaking of Facebook. today's topic. Oh, do we have SoundCloud? I don't know. Some of them, some get picked up automatically. Um, like once you're in iTunes, then there's lots of other aggregators that just kind of pick it up automatically. Um, but uh, I don't think SoundCloud is one of them. I think SoundCloud is one that we probably just haven't kind of uh, worked out how to do yet. Yeah. <laughs> our, our dear friend Eli um, set all this stuff up back in the day, and uh, it yeah, and still and still manages all of the hosting of our shows and stuff but at some point and all i know how to do is update it all i don't really like if it, anything actually goes wrong with it i have to email him and go oh please <laughs> um, so yeah uh, new things are hard but we'll try very good very good all right well that's it chaps awesome thanks for well done. thanks for your time it was great to spend time with you oh. it really felt like flu and uh, I just want to say hello to me when I finally listen to this episode. <gasps> Whoa, it's like you. <laughs> we should actually be giving ourselves advice, like right. in the future. 
<laughs> Wait, no, that doesn't work. I told you not to eat the yellow snow. I've <laughs> <laughs> to work on this more. It'll be like, yeah, okay, come back to us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you're going to work out time theory. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, I haven't quite worked out how to talk to my future uh, self yet, but I'll, my, I'll get my back past. To no. My future self? Yeah, I need yeah. to be able. We need to be able to send it into the future to say, uh, well, "That's what don't doing." No, Eddie, Eddie, you know, Eddie, what you need to do is say, "Hey, don't freak out about the Toys R Us two packs. They'll be on clearance forever." No, yeah. but that that would be to my past self, not my future self. This is oh yeah, the you need longest to goodbye ever. <laughs> oh, man! All right. We lost Catch you him next time. Today, by the way, and so we don't even have him to help us out with this. Bye. Rest in peace. Bye. Uh, oh, hello. <laughs> the Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 